Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Or not new, I think she's been around, but she's white. Hey, Shannon, move over. Make room at the lunch table. Is it they got to scoot down the couch? Yeah, let's go down the couch. Uh, I'm a brand new listener, and I just heard the episode on In the Absence of Light. I love David Driscoll, Hindi Wiley, Obama painting guy. And while I'm with you on the sculptures being a little weird, I like old African masks and textiles. So here's your white person who likes black art. Old European art is kind of lame. I think that's why so much appropriation of black creativity has happened. Not saying it's right, but we're pretty boring. I appreciate y'all mentioning uh, Biscuit. Uh, Basquiat. I don't know nearly as much about the art scene and I, uh, as, uh, as I'd like to, and I've never heard him. Looking forward to listening more. I want to say to you, Nicole, that you are a white person who appreciates the black bodies of the black people. This makes me so proud because you know the black people are like candles. When they put it in the sun and their bodies melt, you can feel the secretions of their dark skin. You can smell the baby oil and the pink oil moisturizer and the cocoa butter and the in the green grease running down your white nipples all around your marshmallow knees and your pink toes and heels embrace the negroes they are special it is I 
What did you think of Chet Spear? I loved it. Yeah, he's a... <clears throat> Jet Spear is a white... I don't know where he's from in Europe, but I, when we did this podcast, uh, this episode, it was a great special on HBO called Black Art in the Absence of Light. And I got a chance to learn about black art. I like art, but particularly <clears throat> how heavy our influence has been in black art. So, and one thing I said was, you know, the through line, of course, is there's a certain amount of racism that even we suffered in the black art world yeah. and in the world of art. Yeah. That weren't, certain things weren't, <clears throat> uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Accepted. Exclusive. Ex- like, they weren't exclusive to us. Am I saying that right? What do you mean? Okay, give me like a certain, just just certain things that you know niggas couldn't get in certain places. Oh, that were yeah, yeah off limits to us. Yeah. So long story short, I was saying how it seemed like in foreign countries, like uh, Josephine Baker, mm-hmm. uh, black artists, black talent, black expression was embraced absolutely in Europe versus here versus here. So right, yeah, speed me quiet is a white person who loves niggas. Uh, over there, and he loves every single bullshit Negro, and I and I appreciate. It's a made up character, yeah. and he just loves the black beautiful babies. They like black shiny seals. He says fucked up shit, but out of love. But out of love. Yes, and I and when he first did the character, I said to him, "You're killing me, man. This is uncomfortable." And he and he and I just why I wanted to see what you nah, had to say. Nah, it's, a, it's a very subjective. It's like art. No, whether, I get what you're you saying. Whether you or whether you don't. Like, yes. and even when you, when you make like a comment about Josephine Baker, you know, in Europe versus America, like, uh, white people love beautiful shit, right? They, well, they, I, well, I was saying, no, no, that, no, 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 I was saying because here no, look, in a, I'm saying white people love beautiful shit. They just <clears throat> don't honor the other perspective of what may be beautiful to somebody else. I've, I said to Andy, I've never seen black art in a white home. Some no, of those wild sculptures, African sculptures that look like dogs with a pharaohs, mm-hmm. whatever you call Unless that. Unless it's he, purposeful and performative. Right. I've never seen an Ernie Barnes piece. Mm-hmm. I've, I've just never seen white people with black art in their home. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. It's, it. You have to go over to someone's house that really appreciates art. But what, it, what you are saying, though, and what it needs to be said is this wasn't necessarily in... We, we, we put it on America where people go, people of all colors have gone to other countries to for more acceptance. Mm-hmm. But the art world itself, the, the, the fine art world, the museums have never accepted black artists until recently. Yeah. A, a worldwide. I mean, that's also with entertainment to a certain extent. I mean, like making, it's one thing to act in the movies. It's another thing to make the movies. Uh, and, and black perspective behind the lens has not been respected until recently as well. Otherwise. Behind the lens. Oh, behind the lens. Oh, yeah. Um, moral of the story: we we've struggled in all mm-hmm. facets and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, t- tell me what you think. Oh, I guess this is a, what this name is: Akil Kadaj. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like? That sounds black. African. Yeah, it African? sounds yeah. I think or Hotep. A, I think this is a woman, um, or women is the topic, and she writes. Yo, I've been seeing this popular woman's opinion over the, mainly through social media and mostly American, this idea of a financial offering as a prerequisite to get a woman's time. It's like they expect the Julia Roberts pretty woman treatment, but forget she was a whore. 
Ain't nothing with being a whore, but whores deliver. If you're going to treat men like Johns, the you gotta accept being a trick. Uh, Akil, I don't know if you're a whore or not, but $10, a lot of pussy. I think that Akil is a man. Yeah? I think Akil is a man. This nigga's penmanship is horrific. Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's a, probably a lot of squiggly lines that he just thought were decorating the, the, the phone. So Okay. I'm not even sure what his point is. Basically, he's saying, if you're going to be all about the pussy, then you need to put out the pussy. And Julia Roberts was a whore. But if you actually watch the movie, she didn't even fuck him to later. Oh, this nigga's African for real. Because you know how they feel about women and pussy. And rights. Yeah. 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 Bitch, you are, bo- you are going to give me the booty. You have no, no say in the matter. No. Mm-mm. Damn. This man said to me um, in my inbox, because I was saying how... Oh, what did I post? I posted something about... Uh, dating men Mm -hmm. and he said oh I didn't even know you liked men because what he he said something about he didn't even know I liked men um, especially with all the gender and sexuality in America he was African and I said what's crazy is I'm not fucking you so it don't matter he was African yeah yeah the motherfuckers don't play yeah, yeah they, they don't. but he was concerned what I was doing with parts of my body that he was never going to see, so it was very interesting. What are you doing with your clit? I yes. want to know about what are, what are you doing with yeah. it? If she has one. Come on, take your pants down and show me what you are doing with it. If you're not going to use it, come on, give me. So what would Jasper say if she took her pants down? Oh, look, it's a beautiful black it's beautiful. clits. Oh, it looked like a black raisin. Caught up in the taco of a black skin. What I would do with that prune. It's a prune. It's like a black juicy prune that I would suck on. And, <laughs> and I would eat the bit of the black clit. Oh, my name is Jasper Miqua. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. Poetic. That it was poetic? beautiful. Yeah. Uh, um. I'm, so how does, he, how does he feel about, how does Jasper feel about... Venus hot and tot. Who the fuck is that? Venus hot and tot up. Who is Venus hot and tot? Okay, so Venus hot and tot was Sarah Bartman. Sarah and she Bartman. was um, a slave with a ginormous... Clit? No, posterior. Oh. Ass? Yes. And even there's even some data that, that says that she did the whole corset. Say no more. I know it's a beautiful black ass. You've got to love it. It's like at home. That you don't expect to live in. It's like a horse is behind. You got to take your hands and split apart the beautiful black ass and put your face in there and let the steam of the internal black juices tan your face. It's like a home for your face. Oh, and the black nipples. I love the black nipples just drenched with milk, chocolate milk. I love the black, beautiful body. I would freeze a slave and live in the bosom of a bosom. Oh, look at that. That is <laughs> that's beautiful black ass. She looks like a black buffalo bull. What was the name? Sarah Bartman or Venus Hottentot. But Damn. her body is on display. Let in, me see that? Her body is on display in Europe. Jesus. Yeah, they even made a cake. Um, a, like That's a big bitch. They even made a cake that was resembling her body, but wow. her, her body 
is on display in Europe. Like, can you imagine that dying and your body is on display? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. But there is also uh, evidence that that's where the corset was shaped, was modeled after her shape. God. Rami Yahoo for the ANA. What up, Aries Andy? Two, three time emailer. I decided to take initiative and help the bros step it up on the next email episode. I'm multitasking, writing y'all, and watching Ham episode 251, laughing my dick off. At your spot-on impression of that white motherfucker who auditioned like a virgin for American Idol. <laughs> LOL. Use a fool. My bae and I always enjoyed your no-filtered characters and comedic perspective together. She thinks Andy's cool, too. Hands down, this is my favorite <laughs> podcast. I love this shit. Paul Mooney, though, nigga. Paul Mooney voice and also Winston Bartholomew Third. I still want to maintain my rep of keeping these short and sweet, so I'll do that. On my soul, you kill that song about Farrah. Motherfucking, uh, every time, man. Let's hear it. Buying tickets soon. Most respect. Thank you, Rami. Um, yeah, thank you, Rami. Farrah, Farrah, no time is a good time for you. All right. Um, and just a reminder to Farrah. To Farrah, we will be in Portland, baby. Uh, May 7th through the 9th. In two weeks. We can't wait to see you. Come with your white zaddy and your <laughs> motherfucking ass for the mm. All right. Uh, Eric Venable. Hey, guys. Yeah, I am critical on these so-called music guys you feature at the end of the show. I think of that music as guys wearing their pants past their butt cheeks. I know you are trying to help those, but if their shit is whack, fuck them. If all they can say is ninja and bitch to make their point, they have some lacking in education and experience they need to live. I appreciate you guys and Steve, what you guys and Steve do, but maybe analyzing the music before you vouch for them might be good, but not financially beneficial. Most of the music that you play at the end of the show sounds like they use the same drum machine and samples. It appears none of them use actual music instruments, save from the one I did speak well of in a previous email. Maybe I'm just old school, but you guys will join me soon, especially if you listen to these fake artists. Y'all getting old like me. Aries, I am so glad you introduced me to Andy. I like his bits. I like his comedy. Please let me know when you guys will be in Chicago suburbs as soon as possible so I can get a hotel room because I will not be able to drive home. The drive is an hour, and I want to be able to drink and chill. Your Macy Gray was funny as hell. I dig it. <laughs> you got to come on now, don't you, bye. As far as women singers like Tina, Sharon Jones, and the Dap Kings, she is really good, but not much like Tina Turner. Turner was a once-in-a-lifetime like Ray Charles, Stevie, MJ, and others. Okay, I need to fill my glass with some Pinot. Peace, y'all. But hey, guys, I hope to offer information regarding religion and why you guys ain't with it, as well as me questioning. Love, peace, and soul to you and yours. P.S. I hope Apple has a check for you because they did not place your podcast when it was supposed to be posted. You want to go? Because you seem like you want to. Oh, I was just going to tell them that um, August 19th to the 22nd will be at the uh, Sh- Sh- Schromberg, Schamberg? I don't know. Schomburg. 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 Improv. Yeah. Um, Which is actually like an hour outside of Illinois. Yeah. Chicago anyway. Um, Eric, you keep missing the point, dog. Um, and listen, I hear you. Um, and I'm again, I'm not, I've said this before. I don't always agree with what we play musically. Um, 
But it ain't about me, man. It's not about Andy. It's about giving people a chance to uh, explore the the possibility of their talent uh, at a higher level and hopefully get heard by the right person and, you know, uh, make a difference in their in their life or career. And if nothing else, what it does for the confidence to know that, you know, you're being heard by other people. Um, or they get checked and they realize they have to fix some stuff. Yeah, and here's the truth. Any form of entertainment in the arts, poetry, acting, singing, dancing, rapping, most people suck. Yeah. There's only yeah. a handful of great people that Especially are deemed good. Most people suck in, 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 in music and all forms of art. That's why it's so hard to get in the Studio 54. Everybody thinks they should get past the velvet rope, but no. Mm-hmm. It's a huge line to get in Studio 54, a.k.a. Hollywood, show business. But not everybody deserves it. Um, and maybe there's something to be found in, 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 hey, when you see so many motherfuckers suck, you appreciate the great ones. Mm-hmm. You really appreciate the great ones. So everybody should have a shot. What they do with that shot is another story. Yeah, and this isn't a profit center for us. I mean, the money goes to producing. Uh, they, we have to we have to edit that in. It has to be cut in. It has yep. to be played. There's 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 no profit there. Yeah. Uh, this is this is strictly uh, for the people to hear some new some new music, whether good or bad. That is not up to us. Yeah, and, and I want to ask you now that we have censoring a, art. Yeah, have a poet. Um, what did you think about Deaf Poetry Jam when it was on? Um, I didn't have the Devil's Cable growing up. So, uh, no, I didn't watch it very much, which was just interesting because I'm not super much younger than a lot of the people that were on Deaf Poetry Jam. Uh, I think I think it was a great platform and it brought a lot of awareness to it was one of the few times that poetry was a household name. Well, why did why, why you why you what, what's the reason why you don't think it lasted? Because it really didn't. Have was, the impact. No, it lasted a, a nah, few seasons. Nah, but yeah. it didn't have the impact like Deaf Comedy Jam, where America was introduced to all these black comics, and 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 the door was kicked open, and black comedy exploded. It wasn't like Deaf Poetry Jam Jam came, and there was this newfound love for black poetry. I wouldn't say I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I would just say it was on the same scale because I know that they toured Broadway. They did a whole Broadway Deaf Poetry Jam. Can I can I give my mm-hmm. the, the white dude? What how, what's that quote about white people telling you your experience? What, what, what you said oh that? oh white people are experts at telling you your experience. Okay, so can I can I do that? Yeah, yeah. for this one. Uh, I I to your point that the comedy jam for black uh, comics took off <laughs> the way that it did. Dude, these comics had been working for how many years? How many right. years? Did, and there was a plethora of like unbelievable comics that were never getting any attention nationally. Uh, poetry is mm-hmm. a smaller group. No, it's it's not a smaller group. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of poets. Yes. See, but if if that's the case, like there's a lot of black comedians. There, there are whole festivals for poetry. Okay, but yeah. why is it the explosion for, for for black poetry or poetry in general as big as comedy? Um, because I'll like, answer that, but okay. I'll let you go first. Well, also, I mean, poetry is good. Okay, <laughs> some of the people did go on to have really big careers. I know that Georgia Me, who was on there, she went on, to, she got a, a a Tony, 
And then Sonny Patterson was very recently on uh, 2 Chainz's new album. I don't know who either of those people are. Tony, uh, they're like very, very, very venerated in the poetry community. Mm. Very, very, very highly respected in the poetry community. And they both were on Deaf Poetry Jam. And I want to say more than once, but I'm not sure. Um, I will say this about being a poet. Um, it does, it could get boring. And I don't think that people, you know, like fuck with it that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times people are saying the same things and, you know, and not really bringing anything novel to the situation. I think the reason why my poem blew up because I was saying it in a different way. So and it was deep times, and it was real and it was yeah, truthful and it was impactful. It was timely. Timely. Yeah, I was, but I was saying it in a different way. And so a lot of times people say the same thing or, or can be a little esoteric and go over the audience's head. And the, 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 that's the difference, too, between poetry and, and comedy. A lot of times poets, I'm trying to, you know, be super deep. I'm trying to go over your head. I'm trying to, ooh, I'm trying to, I am trying to lose you. When you have comedy, you are specifically targeting their their laughter like you are going for it I, I want it it's mine versus poems it's i'm standing up here i'm holier than thou i'm not i yeah, don't necessarily I, have I, to you, relate to the comics you. get into that though too though yeah but 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 and nobody laughs yeah uh, there's a lot of comics that people well here's what about. i always did i used to do a bit uh based on a fictitious character called teddy jenkins aka grassroot aka what teddy jenkins his real name but his poet name is grassroot Grassroot, and okay. I always said I like poetry as long as it rhymes. Mm. But but then there are some poets, and you just said it, where they go over your head, mm-hmm. where it's eclectic, and it does. You're trying to follow it, but it's so abstract. Yeah, and it's it's too fucking deep. No, you got to be on heroin to understand it. It's de- you have no crack. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coco Hut. Uh, <laughs> right now, I want y'all to give it up for a uh, world-renowned poet. Teddy Jenkins, a.k.a. Grassroots. Ah! I love your poem. Thank you. I'm Teddy Jenkins, a.k.a. Grassroots. This is my poem entitled Life, What Is? What is darkness? What is light? Mm. What is the struggle without the animal inhabitants of the wolves in the woods gnawing at my flesh? Spit poet. The clock ticks. The big hand moves. Some people win. Some people break free from the web, from the webs of stress and mm. life is jaded. Yeah. A clown cries. A tear rolls down his cheek. The sky is blue. The water is the economic environment through Spit. my back, through my crack. What is black love? A velvet painting, an afro sheen, chicken grease. Go off, poet. Love is. Life asparagus. What? <laughs> Did, okay, okay. Um, King, when you said the life asparagus part, like... Did you feel where I was going? I, my pee automatically stunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, was, I was so immersed in the moment that I right. felt like I ate the asparagus. Yes. King, I haven't heard such good poetry since the last time I heard such good poetry. Queen. I. The Afro sheen, the black wow. dust, a velvet painting, life moves, the sky is blue, you, the water, the economic environment. You put the me and melanated, King. You put the me and melanated. I, call me a country in the Middle East because I stand. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my third eye. It was open. Is, it's open. Like, it had some gook in it, and now it's like clear eyes. You know, it's, 
it's it's like visine to my third eye, King. I and when I wrote I, that, wow, when wow. I wrote that, I was barefoot in Portland <sighs> in the park playing a ukulele. Wow. <laughs> You were on your Andre 3000 shit. You were on your Andre 5000 shit. Who you think taught him? Wow. Wow. I see it. I see it. I s- Wow. Life is a cosmos of a mixture Mm-mm. of emotions. Snaps. Snaps. But to your point, this is why people don't like poetry. But Exactly. Because nobody tells poets that they're bad. Because that, that really be happening in the clubhouse when clubhouse was popping for those like four days. Um, and like you'd be in a clubhouse and you would just, I would be like, y'all heard this shit? This was like, like, fucking but, terrible. But again, when I heard your poem, it was like, mm. and I told you when we first, when you first did the podcast, there was a lot of moments where I just went, mm. because I got what you were saying. Mm-hmm. It made sense. Why do we call, call them fat asses when we naturally have them? That's, I just that's it. your favorite part. I want, well, no, I'm just, there was many, but. <laughs> But I, I I watched that poetry jam. And I just went. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, but no, that's but that's a real thing though. People are afraid to tell. Like poetry is the only art form that you can get into, and nobody is gonna be like, mm, that wasn't good. Or I didn't understand. Right. Because if you have a you have somebody who's doing comedy and nobody is laughing, right? It's understood. Right, like we get it, but poetry is the only thing that people you could be bad at something mm-hmm. and people will still cheer you on because if you were a bad singer, right. they the the only reason they would be cheering you on if you were a bad singer is if you were so bad that they're right. making fun of you by cheering you on. Right. But you saying that comedy that the, the the poetry community is as large as the comedy community? It's large. Then it's just the financial <laughs> commitment that isn't there. Because, yeah. Because there's because yeah. in every city there's a comedy club, but I don't know of a poetry club. Oh, I do. Uh, in but, every but, city, but, in yeah. every city, there's multiple. A, but wouldn't okay. the demand have to be there? Like people if you build it, they will come. To, people love going to poetry shows. They love going I, to I, poetry I, shows. I know there's poetry shows all over the city, but not in their own rooms in their own space. They, they have a space or a, a bar or a coffee house right. or something like yes. that. That's what yes. I'm saying. But the, in, in in every city, there's a comedy club. Yes, that's what I I'm saying. That. That, that's what I'm saying. There's no financial commitment yeah. then to the poets. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So, but you're saying the community is just as large as community. It's a huge community, but a lot of them suck. Well, mm-hmm. same thing in comedy, though. Yeah, yeah. Same thing in comedy, and, and there's people like you said. You know, no one laughs, so they should know. But that doesn't make a difference. Sometimes, most of the time, a lot of the times. I've I've seen comics, I, and I was just kind of like, oh. I, I'm funnier than this person. Why am I not up here? I'm much funnier than this person. But, you know, they be up there and I don't. I be in the audience hating. So, Well, there's, like I said to Aries, there's probably a, uh, the best swimmer in the world could be in the desert. And they never know that they're the best swimmer. So unless you get up there and do it, I've done, I've done comedy a couple of times. And then when I do my college shows, I, it's kind of like mixed with both. But, you know, it's. Fucking it's, hard, isn't it? Um, it's just cause I have stage fright, but I, so I've, I've done it where I like, I did a show where I was doing poetry and I was just kind of doing my regular set and I tell jokes in between my regular set anyway. And Lil Rel came up to me. He was like, you're really entertaining. And then there was another comedian who was hosting at Cat's Cafe. It was the first time I ever did comedy and I was just so nervous. 
And he was like, I'm witnessing the beginning of your career. And I just never did it after that. I was like, that was great. I loved it. I'm done forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still there. It's, I mean, you know, people tell me I should do it, but I, I don't know. Maybe one day. Uh, B. Jackson. This is another new female. Uh, even though she, she she's written it before. Uh, wait a damn minute. Before I go in, LOL. Hey, y'all, and happy Friday. I am listening to Thursday's podcast, and you are about to respond to Farrah's email about the uh, Shamora hate. And I had to pause it to email you. You said that women don't write in. This is actually my third time writing in. Mm. I'm not weird about not being read, but don't say we don't write in because we do. I'm I'm sorry, baby. I don't think I've ever seen it, but okay. (laughs) I may warm the seat, but I also get up and play when needed. And I am a faithful listener, as you probably know by now from our DMs. Just wanted to point that out. LOL. Anyway, continue doing what y'all doing because I love it. Um, And then she has a quick another one. All right now, damn it. Read my shit. Psych. Totally kidding. Just reaching out again to say, hey, I am listening to the podcast now. One day I went on a binge and watched all of Aries' interviews via Vlad TV and Drink Champs. Damn. Let me find out. I am low-key obsessed. LOL. Such a loyal listener and would love for you guys to make the podcast longer. Oh, you want the extra dick. <laughs> um, I'll take Ferris spot since she no longer responds. LOL. But I'm sure she's out there. Another SB. What does SB stand for? Sad bitch? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Andy doesn't look how he... San look- Bernardino? No, not that. Okay. Andy doesn't look how he sounds. LOL. Totally a compliment. Anyway, I love y'all, and I love y'all, and Aries. I miss you in my DMs. B Jackson, you got it. B. She's, she must saw me on the drink drink champs. Drink champs. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I have to watch it. Um, just loves Chico's. Protect Andy at all costs. What up, guys? Hope all is well with y'all. This email is appreciation letter for Andy, aka Matzo Ball Soup with the tortilla and the Corona with the like. <laughs> Y'all understand this Rick Rubin-looking motherfucker has done a lot of cool shit. The man has sold weed and coke, done the purest coke back in the day, only did a short-term bid for possession, worked at Saks, met a lot of famous people, and had a conversation with Louis Farrakhan, owns a Harley, owned a Harley. Andy has to be gear and Aries' static shock. Aries, if you don't know who they are, these are DC, they are DC, and they need to make a movie or series of static shock. As many times as I send Andy and Aries audio notes on Instagram, mainly Andy gets them. Andy been a cool dude and a great person to listen to on the podcast. P.S. Aries, when you saw the new Captain America, doesn't he remind you of the old man dancing in the Six Flags commercials? Which is why I hate this fucking guy. <laughs> also, um, I love how whenever you mention A.B., Steve uses the law and order noise. Can you imagine A.B. having sex with someone and when she's about to come, that noise comes out of nowhere. <laughs> okay, let me stop for a second. Um, AB, I know you're listening. Uh, this is me imitating you, having an orgasm. Steve, you know what to do. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's the relief for me. Yeah. Anyway, guys, love the podcast. Hope to see y'all in the Big Apple. One more thing, and sorry for the long email. Aries, do you go to bed with that Yankee fitted and Tim's on? <laughs> have you, and have you ever fucked the girl with the fitted and the Tim's on? No, I haven't, sir. Uh, no to both. Uh, I just do that for the gram. 
Um, I sleep naked, man. I mean, I am totally naked, nigga. And I always say I sleep with three pillows, one between my legs, one that I crunch up to my chest, and one uh, that I put my head on. So I'm a three-pillow naked dude. Dude, no, no, no guy out there wanted to know that. Like, I don't need that visual. I don't need it. Andy needed it. I've been, I've been touring with him for three years. When, every, time he, every, time he, every time he talks about eating food, and then he goes, I'm just going to go to my room. I'm going to get butt-ass naked. Butt-naked like, time. I'm like, I don't need to know that. I don't want to know that we're in the same hotel and you're even naked. I don't need to know that. It's research. Yeah. It's research. You got you to have all of me, nigga. Yeah. You can't have just some of it. Uh, <laughs> um, and no, I've never fucked a girl with a with a, with a Yankee, Yankee hat. But you Tim's. should for OnlyFans. Yeah. I, I mean, son. I think, you should do it for OnlyFans. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's your new challenge. For yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I told Andy recently he is what is my man Franklin he is Snowfall nigga <laughs> Andy is Franklin yo. and by the way I do have another Harley I just want to make sure we clear that up too oh uh, um I'm, I'm knocking these women out man Doris Washington uh, so you called them out and they're coming in yeah baby I put the pussy signal in the air that <laughs> man. <laughs> You didn't mention me in your list of female listeners. And incidentally, Doris, you have the same first name as my mother. So this is a little weird. Uh, real quick, while listening to the Thursday email podcast and didn't hear you mention my name, I just wanted to remind you that you forgot me and you should never forget me. I've been an avid listener and fan since the beginning of your podcast and Mad TV, and always there when you guys come to Schaumburg, Illinois. I've written to you a few times as you read one of my emails on the pod and found out that your mom and I have the same name, Doris. In your Bernie Mac voice, um, and then she writes, I'm going to motherfucking need you to motherfucking include me in your motherfucking loyal <laughs> motherfucking female listeners list. If you don't motherfucking say my name, the next time I see you, I'm going to bust your motherfucking head. I think she meant that. Yeah. So in other words, I'm going to need your motherfucking... Need for your motherfucking Ruby and motherfucking Lord, motherfucking Viva Little Little. If you don't motherfucking say my name next time, I see you. I'm fucking motherfucking. That's a terrible Bernie Mac, but that's all I got. Dude, but the, the worst part is you just announced all the female listeners on our previous episode, yes. and she wasn't in there. So you're going to I'm in motherfucking trouble. And your mother's name and the state you're in. Yes. Uh, geez, I think you might need some gin caboloba, like Andy said. <laughs> Ginkgo biloba. That's what everybody wants. You know what? Everybody says I need that. Send me the shit, man. I can't remember. Yeah. Go get it. Love you both always, Doris DD. Thank you, baby. Um, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. I, I, I know you, you got the bitch badge now. You're all right. Um, still still looking out for... Uh, I know we got all these women sent in, but I, I'm still wanting to know where Leroy Furious is at. Leroy Furious. Uh, oh, I got to read this one. This is the one, Andy. Sent to me about um, Huntsville, Alabama, from the lady, another lady, Jania Wilson, and she. The subject is so fucking rude. What up, A and A? Let me first say I am a long female listener of your podcast. I started from the beginning and have loved every episode. Now let me get to my email subject, Aries. I have been a fan of yours since Mad TV. And I was excited when I learned you and Andy would be coming to Huntsville, Alabama. My husband and I attended the 630 Saturday show. I thought you both were very funny and I enjoyed the show until Aries started doing crowd work. 
and asked me how old I was, and I said 47, and you proceeded to say, damn, life has got you by the ropes. <laughs> wow. So fucking rude. I appreciate comedy. I even appreciate crowd work. But what I can't appreciate is unsolicited disrespect. You act like you have aged gracefully. I remember you in your prime, and you are not that. Well, first of all, Gina, let me stop you there. In my prime, I was exactly that. Um, if you want to say now, fair enough. But <clears throat> like I said, YouTube Mad TV opening credits season five. Man, I'm fine as a motherfucker. <laughs> I think she's saying that because she just said you haven't aged gracefully is what she's saying. Oh, okay. well, maybe she said it. Uh, you act like I think you that's have, what she yeah, was yeah, yeah. alluding oh, to at the very least. Well, $10 a lot of money, you avid listener. I remember your blah, 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 blah. You said you can be an ass sometimes, and I totally agree. I could see if I was heckling you, if I was heckling your or was rude, but I wasn't. So I didn't understand the rudeness. Side note, your crowd work with Hunter and his family and the homosexual crew was absolutely hilarious. Funny how that works. Hmm. When it's on everyone else, it's hysterical. But when the light shines on you, (laughs) Uh, I still think the show was great. You both are very funny, and I am still a fan of the podcast. I really enjoy your perspectives about various TV shows, Snowfall, City on a Hill. And Andy, I really appreciate your perspectives on current events. I may not always agree, but I can see your point of view and can respect it. I will continue to listen to the podcast and will even attend another show if you are in Huntsville. Keep up the great work. Signed, still a female listener, Jania. Well, Jania, I got some advice for you, boo-boo. If I come back there and you come to the show, sit your ass in the back. Because <laughs> if you buy courtside seats, you're going to be part of the game. You think the players tell the people sitting courtside when they're going to get hit with sweat? Shit happens. <laughs> um, but she, you know what? I appreciate it because she told you her feelings. She had, she got some I know, feelings. But, but, come but she on. told you she still has love. She's still coming, coming to I the show. And I got love for you too, baby. Yeah. But, but listen, I, I think it's weird that you would say you're an avid listener of this podcast and you don't know what I be and what I does. You know that you've read the book. You know the chapters. You know the nigga I am. She should have saw the whiteboard and knew what the place was. Come were. on now. Damn, boo-boo. See, I fixed, put whiteboard in there. The, why did the board have to be white? Why, why could the board be black? <laughs> it's blackboard. And dominate. Blackboard. It's a blackboard. Um, yeah, sweetie, I got love for you. But, but you can't. And this is the problem with comedy and audiences sometimes. When you say you enjoyed how I messed with the homosexuals, I messed with the white boy Hunter, it was all giggles. But because it was on you now, it's no longer funny. Come on now. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Isn't that how that goes? That's how that goes. Yeah. So come on now, boo-boo. Toughen up. If you're going to be an Aerie Spears fan and a listener to the podcast and had a bitch badge, you got to know what come with it. Kyla is a feminist. She don't like that word, bitch. I do like the word, bitch. Well, then, bitch, yeah. goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know. I ain't saying I like being. No, no. Farrah, Shamor. They they got the bitch badges, so don't have me revoke your shit. All right. Um, <clears throat> who do we have next? Um, I'm going to read this nigga. He's the one that told me about he got the... He was really pressing me hard to read this. He got the mango dick. Yeah, Leslie V, too, I'm also looking for, man. Yeah, Leslie, about, yeah, yeah man. We're, we're looking for some of the dudes that have dropped off. Yeah, Ricky Kelly, email for your podcast. 
Hey, Aries, what's up, man? I've been a long-time follow, follower of you ever since the Mad TV days. The best stand-up you had was with Shaquille O'Neal hosting a comedy event with Cedric, <laughs> you, and some other funny random-ass nigga. Uh, big ups to you and your quest of, of power. As for Andy, I'm new to you. I feel like a newborn baby being breastfed by Andy's milk. That's creepy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and to be honest, that milk tastes sometimes sour and sweet. Sweet being you're a great listener, and sour being you adding your views towards black people ridiculed by the police when you're not even black and don't live our reality. That's like me going to a bar mitzvah with a yarmulke. Yarmulke? Yarmulke? Yeah, yarmulke. Yarmulke on. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, shit. Uh, yarmulke on my head and implementing Kwanzaa ideologies. Sometimes, Andy, you just need to say, hey, Aries, I'm not African-American, so I have no idea what you're talking about, but please educate me so I can visualize what you black people go through. If he said what you black people go through, uh, the, the last visual he'll get is a punch to the snot box. Uh, this is in reference to the podcast where Aries got upset at you about you sticking to your narrative about how one should not be taught about oppression that black people went through. You said it shouldn't be forced or somehow along these lines. Anywho, you're a good man, but stay out of black people's Afro grease. Instead of trying to be, instead of trying to down the Kool-Aid all fast, lap it up with like kittens drinking milk. Drink the motherfucker slow so you can get a sense of how it tastes. Learn effectively and slowly so you can get a sense of on how black oppression should be taught in schools so you so things can change. Peace out. Oh, by the way, I got a donkey dick. I be hitting all types of pussies with this mango tree dick. God bless. What's with all the weird drink references? <laughs> Kool Aid, milk titties, sour sweet. Mm. Um, what I'm gonna say, uh, and, and I appreciate your, I appreciate the email that you sent in, but um, I think your giant mango dick that you were talking about is taken away from your hearing because I never mm. said. Well, what did Kyla say? Niggas with big dicks be dumb. <laughs> I never said. I, did, that, I didn't say that. I, no. I didn't say that. What you say? That, I said they had. I said like. What I said? You don't even know. What no, the fuck but said. I said, oh, broke dick is exquisite. Uh, and then my ex, he was very dumb, but he, you know, he was he did what he was doing. But I never, I never said that it shouldn't be taught in school. I, I, I think where you heard the same thing, Aries heard. Was I was just saying I didn't think that the kids at that age, at six, could understand it, and that a different curriculum should be set up for a six-year-old versus a ten-year-old versus a twelve-year-old. That's that's it should be taught from day one. That's never that was never in question. So mm. I, I think again feelings came out and people didn't hear. What, uh, but true to what's been going on in the podcast, I really appreciate the listeners who did hear me and also understood what I was saying. So I think you just missed on that one, sir, because I'm not uh, saying it shouldn't be taught at all. It should definitely be taught. And that's not because of black history and what black people go through. That's because it's American history and it's about time America owned up to the history. Mm, hear, hear. Literally. Uh, yeah. Um, H. Verrett, agree and disagree. Aries, it's so funny that I agree and disagree with you in the same week. I honestly believe this is the first time I've ever agreed with Andy. The first thing is about the 16-year-old girl that was shot by another one of these punk-ass cops. 
I completely agree with your Instagram post where you said she was cocking back and about to stab that woman, and at that point she needed to be stopped. The cop tried to get her when he when she threw the other lady to the ground, who I guess some idiot who was hyping the fight up tried to kick. Once she goes for the other lady against the car, the officer yells, get down three times. If that was your loved one against the car, are you trusting a taser or pepper spray will stop them from getting stabbed to death? Where I disagree with you is when you said black people shouldn't have to enter the police force. They definitely need to enter the force. Andy is completely right. With the current numbers we have in the force, the white officers move quickly to hush us or retaliate against us. This is why so many blacks toe that blue line. How do you change a system you are a part of? The police force was initially created to protect the property of white people. Why do you think all of a sudden they would start protecting the properties and bodies of black people? You are falling into that troop that black people don't want to be police, and that's not true. They keep us out. Both me and my wife have tried to enter various police forces. We've passed all the background checks and tests, but once we got to the polygraph test, there's some white cracker on the other end telling us we do drugs or that we smoke weed when this is, isn't true of either of either of us. I think during the test, they can sense which of us will cause a problem and not tow that blue line so they keep us out. Well, Aries, I appreciate the pod. My wife was in the car during episode 249 as we were driving back from New Orleans, and she was so upset by all the asshole talk. Y'all keep up the good work. Peace, Harrison, Arlington, Texas. I love that we cause problems sometimes. Yeah, so but, yeah. Um, they need to go to couples therapy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bro. I hear you about the police thing, and I, you know, when Andy said, in order to change the system, you have to infiltrate the system, and I, and it was interesting. I didn't know that that would even be a possibility when you were saying about taking the tests and keeping you out. That's a perspective that I didn't even know or thought about, which is interesting. Um, But I still stand by what I say when I go, we should not have to become police in order to be treated with the respect and the decency and not fear for our lives by the police whose whose salaries we pay who are supposed to uphold an oath. I just don't understand how it's like, okay, so you don't want to get killed by police while being black? Become a cop. Why should that be an option? That almost feels to me like you don't want to get raped, dress a certain way, act right. That shouldn't have to do that. Should be able to not have to be a cop to be treated right by cops. I understand both points. I understand the point that there needs to be black people in the same position, uh, having the same amount of authority over black people or, you know, that the authority shouldn't be relegated to just white people, but I also believe that black people shouldn't have to do professions that they don't want to do simply to keep from being killed. And and if you're black and you are a cop, like so many are, and won't expose the bad cops and uphold the blue line of brotherhood, well, then what fucking difference does it make? Mm-hmm. But, um, and I'm agreeing, with, I want to say this, I do agree with you, you shouldn't, that you shouldn't have to have a large amount of black people on the police force to feel safe as a black person walking down the street. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my point. But my point is that there's, there's a problem in policing, and I think some of the way that could change it and should change it is I don't think – I think in every, every minority sector – you would want someone that represents you. Yeah. I think you feel safer when you see someone who looks like you 
uh, and that, that that was my point about it. I don't think that we should. Are, I, I, are, I think are we, any of the people any safer <clears throat> uh, that are being harassed and killed by the police when there's black cops in those same departments? No, representing them. No, and they're. Do they feel safer? I think when you're what going down the street and you see someone that looks like you, you you in in your head you might feel safer. I, I, I don't think that yeah, you are I safer. Say, I definitely feel like uh, being a, a dickish cop is is not color specific. But if I were being pulled over by a black cop versus a white cop, no, there was this one nigga that definitely gave me a ticket. Um, but if you know choice being pulled over by a black cop versus a white cop, I would definitely rather be pulled over by a black cop. I would feel less uh, exposed or less vulnerable to harm if I got pulled over by a black cop. But I like that you also said that isn't always, that wouldn't also necessarily no, be... No, because that man cost me $400, so fuck him. Uh, I did read an article recently that uh, I don't know if anybody cares about this. Um, and when we talk about the police force and policing and the reason why I think that it would be better to have more minorities involved in policing uh, is because anytime you get a, a, a wider variety, it... It enhances the conversation, and it lets more people clued into what other people are going through. But what I read was, it's not just the policing. There are certain people, if you look at these records of the cops, uh, that are just aggressive and have mm-hmm. most people, mm-hmm. most cops won't ever use their gun, won't shoot their gun. But cops that have killed people have have multiple uses yeah. of their gun. So that that's that there's some relationship to a, a person, and it had that that did not that wasn't color specific. That was just about yeah. about the how someone would use their weapon. Not to mention, if you really want to fix this a little bit easier, and I'm not saying we could fix it with this, but it would be a lot easier because they're asking for uh, they wanted they want the, to know everything about the police about the police because they're quitting one place or getting fired from one place and going. They should be licensed and bonded, just like a dealer in Vegas. They have to be licensed and bonded. And what happens is, as you have infractions up against you, you can't get licensed and bonded. So if you can't get licensed mm-hmm. and bonded, you can't be a cop. We need you. Got to look at this. It's always goes to me. It always goes back to the money. If they can't hire you because they can't bond you, and even if you have infractions and your insurance would go up, that would come. They should make that come out of your pay, and then maybe it's not worth it for you to become a cop. I, I think that's insane. That's insane that we have to have this conversation. It's it's insane, but, but it, 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 it it's you're talking about people with guns, here, badges, and attitudes. It's a simpler solution. Instead of more black cops, less white cops. Oh, less less policing would be good. Yeah, but that's what this defund the police, and it's it is a bad name, defund the police, because it makes people insecure who don't understand it. But giving more money to agencies that could do a better job, mm-hmm. because I remember I'm old. I'm, I'm 55. And I remember when cops would say, I don't want to go to a domestic violence call mm-hmm. because that's a problem. Another cop is there already beating his wife. He can be. I mean, 50%, was it 50% yeah. of cops beat their wives? Uh, but aside, uh, good point. But aside from that, there's people that are more qualified to do certain jobs. And there was a time when the police didn't want to do these jobs. Now it's almost like because of... Uh, of the way society is talking about policing, they they're they're not saying the same things that they used to say before. 
if someone's going to kill, if someone wants to kill themselves, they don't bring out a regular, they don't bring out a street cop to come mm-hmm. and take care that there's people for these jobs. And we need to put money back into this, not to mention we need to put money into people for the homeless. We need to put money into people with mental issues. And that money has all disappeared from the system. And that needs to go back. And there's plenty of money sitting there that could be done in a different way. I'm not, I'm, and I'm not against the police. I'm against bad policing. <clears throat> uh, Thomas Savaglio. I think this guy's Italian. Thomas Savaglio. <laughs> Uh, thank you, ANA. I just wanted to, yeah, he's Italian because he goes, I just wanted to thank the Bothies. Bothies. Yeah, for being mad cool about being people. Interacting with your fans sets y'all apart from the rest. I know y'all get hundreds of emails a day and you can't always respond to us. And Aries aggressively ignores me on Instagram via, <laughs> and he gives out his handle, LMAO. Um, but y'all make an effort despite not having to. I think I speak for all your fans when I say we appreciate that shit. Not trying to fangirl, but it's cool. I look forward to y'all returning to the Palisades Mall or anywhere in New York. I've been meaning to point out, Aries, your 50s dating game host, reminds me of Keith David. Really? Are we talking about the same thing? He's not talking about Brett Butt. That's, that's the only guy. Brett Butler, yeah? 50s yeah. dating game host. I mean, I can see a little Keith David. Keith David from like um, the black dude. Yeah, from um, no, from uh, what is the movie? Dead presidents. Dead presidents. Yeah. No, far from it. Because he does have kind of like a jumpy. Nah, cadence but in his, his voice, voice is gra- is gravelly. It's. I think it's, maybe that's what he was talking about—the jumpy cadence, not necessarily the 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 sound of it, but the the cadence. Red Butler, ah, the twenties, thirties radio he, guy voice was racist. Oh, That's nothing no. like Keith David. Okay, when you did it like that. But yeah. I think it was the initial jump. But we will be at Levity Live in West Nyack, October 8th through the 10th. In- Is New York officially... Uh, uh, yeah, they're open up. But what, what do they call it? Tiers? Like Capacity? What? I think they're at 50% right now. No, no, but what stage? Like, where, like they said here, we're in stage three of opening up. Do you know where, we, where New York is in no. terms of its stage? No. Right, but I know I know that they're open up. I know the comedy clubs are opening back up. God, I haven't been to Gotham in no, over I, a year. Yeah, I, it was so sad because when I, I went into the city a couple times, and Gotham still had the the, the posters up from uh, what was March when it closed down. Still, really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm sure that's different today, but uh, that was like a few months ago. Thomas Savaglio. Yeah, you Italian? Another yeah. Italian? I'll make sure no, no, it's the same oh, fucking so same guy. Same. Make okay. sure when we come out, you come to see us. I might have Uncle June and Uncle Uncle June and Janish with me. Maybe maybe uh, Christopher. It's gonna be a great fucking time. Come out, you fucking wop. All right. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. That probably was a little too much. Probably, probably. Yeah, but fuck it. He he knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Let me do Kolsch, and we'll go out on him because you know we don't want this nigga to drown himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You should play. We should. Play. He should have music though. He should have that that Indian music. That that that. You know, I like that. Yeah, Indian music right behind you while you're talking though, because that's that very light. Yeah. we'll try it on this one. Matter of fact, um, Steve, to Andy's suggestion, as I read this, give me a little bit of that uh, Indian music. Yeah, forty five minutes, one song, Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit you can't understand when you walk in the. But, like but, you, but you feel it, though. You get the sitar. 
Get that sitar music going. Is that what it's called, sitar? Mm. All right. Uh, Kolsch, A&A forever. What up, partners? Partners. A&A, with so much going on currently, simply felt compelled to ask you both this question. How would y'all want to be remembered now with everything going on in the world? When I say remembered, I'm specifically referring to who you are, not as comedians or what you did. Thoughts of legacy creep in. Uh, love and peace, my partners, Kush Cole. Kush Soul. I don't know. You, I mean, not being a comedian, how would you, how could you, what, what would you be remembered? I'd like to be remembered for being a good dad to my kids, man. I'd oh, like, he, okay. He I, I'd like to, I'd like them to, I, I want them to feel like I got better as a dad as I got older. Right. The, I was, the, that they they appreciated me more as we got old as I as I grew I I became a better dad because I don't I think I was a good dad but I don't think I was the best dad I'm still working on being a dad. How would you want to be remembered if you weren't poetry? Oh, yeah! Did you um, just go Japanese on me? <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Um, I would like to be remembered. As a extraordinary creative, an unfiltered, multifaceted uh, creator, creative. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. No, but I mean, I like to write. I like to to you know make people laugh and think and and you know paint and do a whole bunch of stuff. So I I, I like just being artistic. I like that, like, in the entire capacity of it. I just want to be remembered as a guy who tried. Mm. Who just tried. <laughs> just tried. You I did tried. your best. You did, did my your best. best. I just, I tried. I failed a lot, but I tried. Fatherhood, diet, exercise. Sexual female satisfaction conquest. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> You're the best. Ha! You're the best. Oh! I, I need you to know the songs. What, me? Yeah. What no. is that? That's some karate kid, right? Yeah. You're the best. Oh! Is that what he sounds like? Said? Everybody about the feel about. You're, You're the, the best. best. Oh! Have you seen Cobra Kai? No, but my friend is in it. That shit. Who? Terrell Hill. I don't know who that is, but he he's got cool. like a long, like he got the like braid. He's one of, I think he's a villain on the show. See, I like Cobra Kai. Aries can't stand it. It just don't do nothing for me. Oh. Yeah. That's that's my, my uh, alter ego name, Cobra Kai. Tell me if you can guess where this song is from. Okay. You got the power. <laughs> you got the touch. No. I don't no, know. no. What is it from? Boogie Nights. Nice. Oh, I only saw Boogie Nights once. That sounds more like a YP, not a UP. Oh, oh what? Your, your problem, not mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what. It, that's that's yeah. in the same scene with you the song. You only saw that movie once. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's probably one of Mark Wahlberg's best pieces of work ever. Yeah, I only saw it once. Are we gonna fuck? I just named the quotes from the movie. Oh, oh okay. damn! I thought this nigga <laughs> like, was awkward. <laughs> right, yeah, this was trying to have a threesome right awkward. now. Awkward. All right. Um, 
You a movie buff? Are you a movie buff? I like movies, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I do like a good movie. What's your fa- What's your best favorite movie? Jeez. I have like a, a, a list of movies that are my favorites. Yeah, give me one. Um, Titanic, because I'm a basic bitch. Mm. Um, jeez. Daddy Daycare, surprisingly, is one of my favorites. Daddy Daycare? Daddy Daycare. With Eddie Murphy? Yes. Coming to America, the original, The Golden Child. Um, now you just name an Eddie Murphy movie. No, but they're great. They're like fantastic. You I know all... no movies with meat on them. <sighs> Let me see. Give me a t- True Lies. I like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I like you're a... giving me bullshit. No, Departed is good. Departed. Now Departed True is good. Lies. Yeah, Departed is it's a good. good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio is by far one give of me, the best. Give me your best Pacino movie. Am I like I think I'm like aged out of Pacino movies, but I I think I mean uh, Sin of a Woman is good. All right, give me a favorite De Niro. I haven't seen too many De Niro's. Oh, get the fuck out of I'm my room! I'm trying to think what De Niro movies I've seen. I mean, I've seen Meet the Fockers. I've seen. Oh, that's not a De Niro movie. That's not a De Niro no. movie. That's De Niro's I, I, in the movie. I know. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I haven't seen what fucking movie. Casino. Goodfellas. I don't. I don't like mob. Do you have a Denzel Denzel movie? All right. Before you answer, if you don't get this right, I'm telling you, I don't condone. Okay, violence against women. women. (laughs) Pop the shit out you. For what, Denzel? Come on. I mean, this is our people. Great. All right. All right. But give me something a little more not so expected. Denzel be playing the same guy every movie though. Okay, you gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you gotta get the fuck out of here. He had that one tear in glory though that was like amazing. The same guy. No, when he played Hurricane Carter, he did he did that. How about American Gangster? How about John Oh, Q? he was good in American Gangster. That's right. Day. Training Day, I just I felt like I didn't want to get shot. It, it like maybe he was really good at because I was just like boom you know I, maybe you're right yeah no American Gangster was like yeah he was. Did you ever see this Boy's Life with De Niro and DiCaprio and Ellen Barkin? Why do I? That why does that sound familiar? He was the abusive stepdad. That sounds so familiar. So does a tuna sandwich. You ain't see that in I haven't seen a tuna sandwich in a long time <clears throat> All either. Right. All right, here we go. Uh, if y'all want to email the podcast, please, Aries Spears 45 at Hotmail. Uh, you can all curse out Kyla for not, <laughs> for, for, for not watching movies uh, that were oh made God. after 1987. Oh, I just, dream before 87. I just don't think we're going to get as many letters asking her to come back after, the, after that. All right, this is from Cuban Goddess. Um, email is booda816 at gmail.com. Twitter is at B-O-O-D-A-816. Facebook, www.facebook.com slash B-O-O-D-A-816. Instagram, B-O-O-D-A-816. She gives out a phone number. I don't know if we want to give that out. Um, <laughs> the song is called Count Me Out. Uh, give out your, your info. Uh, my Instagram is Kyla J Lacey, K-Y-L-A-J-L-A-C-E-Y. If you see me on there um, talking about drugs or um, being scantily clad, I don't care because I'm multifaceted. Mm. And maybe you guys, if you send her some um, 
weed. Some, some uh, Instagram messages. Give our list of some movies that she may want to check out. Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> and and send me your passwords to your um your streaming devices so that I can watch them effectively. <laughs> <laughs> Cuban goddess, y'all. We out. We just get the pack and then we move it out. I'm clowning your mind up just like psychology. And I'm known to keep some goons right on the side of me. No, I don't play hide and seek. That be shit nothing to me. I get in my phone, don't need a loan, cause there ain't no stopping the queen. Eliminating these hoes, that's all on my team. Knocking these off off and then I divide them by me. I'm from this show, yeah. may not know uh-huh. me. Show you how to figure fuck a bag slowly. Yeah, yeah. We just get the pack and then we move it out. Yeah, yeah. We just get the money even in the drought. Yeah, yeah. They be talking slick, but we don't hear them out. Yeah, yeah. It's some money drought, they trying to count us out. Well, if you're looking for me, you ain't gon' find me. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm up out the mud, I done dug it out. On the road of riches, can't take the standard route. It's a money drought, now they tryna count me out. It's a money drought, now they tryna count me out. Yeah, yeah. We just get the pack and then we move it out. Yeah, yeah. We just get the money even in the drought. Yeah, yeah. They be talking sick, but we don't hear them out. Yeah, yeah. It's a money drought, they tryna count us out. Feel it, baby.